You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining our show today. I know it's been a little while, uh, but today I'm very excited. We have Sabrina Gaffney on the line. She's an e-commerce copywriter and uh, I'm very, very good at what she does. She also dabbles a little bit in poetry, and I would love to talk to her a little bit about that as well today. So uh, welcome, Sabrina, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for so much for having me, Brandon. I'm really excited to be here. I'd love it if you could elaborate a little bit on, on yourself and what got you started and what you're doing today. Yeah, so um, I've been a copywriter and a marketer for about 10 years now, um, and I help e-commerce brands ignite their brand voice and increase their engagement and conversions. Um, so how I got started, I was actually working in a high-end wine shop and lounge while I was pursuing a career in journalism, and the owners were like, hey you can write. Will you do some write-ups to promote our events and manage our social media? And I was like, yeah. So I started doing it for them, even though I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, holy crap. I, I can't believe I can get paid to do this. Um, because it was <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And well, that's the funny thing. I just want to interrupt you there because, yeah. um, People who are naturally good at copywriting, often I hear that kind of comment. Um, but the truth is, those of us out there who are not naturally good at copywriting find it to be a very tedious exercise in some cases. So that's why you get paid to do it. But anyway, I'll let you continue. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and, I, and I've heard people tell me that, that they find it to be like so hard. Um, but so it dawned on me that I was kind of pursuing the wrong career. And so after the wine shop, I got hired to write product descriptions for a woman who owned an online kinky lingerie shop and an online costume shop. And she liked my writing so much, she had me hire and train 11 writers and manage them all. So she just, she really threw me in there. And it was my first intro to e-commerce. And it was a ton of fun since I was writing about things like studded leather chaps and sumo wrestler costumes. And um, so that was, that was really good stuff. And um, now um, I do a lot of email copywriting, actually. Um, that's kind of my main, my main focus. I still offer um, pretty much every service there is around copywriting, but that's what I've been doing a lot of lately. And then as we talked about the brand poetry, but that's something, you know, kind of new. Right. Um, and I'll expand on the brand poetry with you in a minute here. But um, I know, for example, copywriting for e-commerce um, is it's its own unique kind of uh, space in some ways, because, I mean, a lot of people like to use, a lot of people like to use the, um, 
you know, the, the generic uh, product descriptions, which I've told, mentioned on many, many occasions, try not to use those, those descriptions that either the companies themselves have provided or, or try not to be too dry in what you're writing about your product. And really, it's your opportunity to sell your product. Um, and people can get caught up in either the features or, or that sort of thing. But um, what is it to you that really made that an area that you enjoyed writing in? And, and what what are the areas that you focus your efforts on uh, when you're writing for e-commerce? Um, I think that with, I mean, it's, it's the fundamentals of copywriting are, are really like the same across the board. But I think that with e-commerce, it is more imperative to evoke emotion. Um, I think that telling a story around the product and the brand um, is really crucial. And I, and I love that. I feel like there's just so much fun to be had with that. And I think that's really what's driven me and what's made me want to like, you know, stick with e-com. Well, and how could you not have fun writing about costumes? And that's sort of I know. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, what, uh, you mentioned the brand poetry and I'm very curious about that. Um, what, yeah. uh, yeah, just get some of your thoughts on that mainly. It's really, I mean, you alluded to it a little bit in our emails back and forth, but I mean, I want to give you the opportunity to really jump into that with me. Yeah, so um, I've, I've always kind of like dabbled in poetry, but I've never really like called myself a poet. But um, a few months ago, I started publishing poems on Instagram. And I've been having a ton of fun with it. And my engagement rate has been pretty high. And I've also noticed that there are some brands that are kind of dabbling in poetry on social media. But it's really just like, you know, they're putting a poem here and there on, on Instagram. Um, and so recently, I just, I had this light bulb moment. And I was like, what if, what if we went beyond social media? What if poetry was in an ad or an email or shareable in a blog post? Like how much would that stand out? Um, because I, I think we talked about this a little bit via LinkedIn, but I'm a huge proponent of, of human to human marketing. And I'm always thinking in terms of brand authenticity and creating deeper connections. And I feel like poetry so fulfills those things. And um, so we're clear, when I say poetry, I don't necessarily mean flowery, although like it can be, it depends on, you know, the brand and, and what you're selling. But I feel like it can totally be fun too. And, you know, there are no rules, which I'm, I'm kind of big on that stance. Um, so <laughs> I do feel like there's, there's so much potential there. I th the reason I wanted to dive into that a little bit more too is because what I like about what you're saying is it is something that maybe, okay, maybe brands dabble in. Um, and, and in some cases, brands dabble in things to, to test the waters and that's their own little test marketing to see how it works. And, and the other side of what you said there is poetry has no rules, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, okay, this type of poem needs to be this way or blah, blah, blah. But really at the grand 
grand uh, at the altar level, poetry has no rules and um and so I love poetry for that very reason and and yeah i'm I am a fan of poetry in, in any form to be honest, I love it when it's humorous, I love it when it's you know it's deep deeply connecting, and the funny thing about poetry is depending on the brand, I think it could be done very, very well and really, really create a brand. Um, you could really create your brand around that type of, um, that type of human to human nature and authenticity. Um, and the things that you mentioned there with the human to human and the authenticity and that sort of thing, I think are absolutely critical in the world of copywriting because that's your chance to connect with people in a human to human nature um, as well as your chance to to really show who you are as a brand and I mean it's different too and in marketing from a marketing standpoint when you're different you stand out um, and you don't have you know and I think the one problem with dabbling for example in in poetry is is I think in some ways you need to be all in. Now, yeah. I mean, in other ways, maybe being all in in something like that is going to be scary to a brand, but but I think if it's done right, it could be so, so powerful and could just create all kinds of social, um, social media buzz, um, get all kinds of PR because they're, you know, this brand is just out there and they're, you know, and they're using poetry, so to speak, as their their main piece of engagement. Um, and I'm very intrigued by the fact that, you know, you started putting some poems out there on your Instagram and that your engagement rate was way up. Because that, too, um, for people who don't know, social media is great. You can have 100,000 followers, but if you have 100,000 followers and your content's going out there, um, and people aren't engaging with you in social media, you're missing the ultimate crux of what social media is all about. Um, yeah, I've, I've talked to people matter. who have, I'm sorry? It said, yeah, it pretty much doesn't matter. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It no, no, that's, that's doesn't fine. Matter if you, if you're, if they're not engaged, what, what's the point? Exactly. And the truth is I've, I've talked to, to people who have, you know, on Twitter, for example, might have 10 followers, but they're getting such a massive level of engagement that it's just that their followers start to grow very quickly. But mm -hmm. regardless of the number of followers, I think in many, many cases, it's that engagement level that really, really creates, creates a, bra a presence, a brand presence or a presence at all in social. Um, and the reason I say that is, I mean, I mean, I could put out something to my 25,000 followers on Twitter um, and then that same thing could be put out in a different way, you know, with some poetry or something, um, as somebody who has a hundred thousand, a hundred followers. And let's say that that, those hundred, not even those hundred followers, but that person with that smaller account gets engagement from somebody. Um, and then that somebody gets more engagement and then it just grows so exponentially and those followers. And those people who are engaged all of a sudden drive the numbers of people who've seen that through the roof, as opposed to, let's say, I put it out there. And I'm not saying it happens on my account because I do get a decent amount of interaction and I, I'm on social pretty 
uh, I try and engage with everybody on social when I can, but um, for I'm just using it as an example. If I put it out and one person liked it, well, that doesn't do a whole lot for getting the word out beyond anyone who's seen it when I originally posted it. Um, but it's it's that engagement that keeps it alive and keeps that 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 poem you wrote, for example, really engaging and 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 driving that that um, continuous traffic to to whatever it was that you posted. Yeah, for um, sure. So I was kind of long-winded on that and got a little off topic, but I really. You know, we didn't talk a lot about it. You just kind of hinted at what you're doing there, and I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, I just can't wait for for you to start working with a brand that takes that on and and, and goes full in, um, because the other side of of that to me that's in, is really quite unique and and interesting is is the whole side of omni-channel marketing, where you know they're they're reaching out to their customers and in various online formats or SMS or or um, your text well, that was text messages SMS but push notifications and all these types of different formats of communicating with people nowadays outside of just social like we mentioned um, where you could use some small little two-line poem in a text message but keeping that brand consistency throughout all your channels I think has so so much benefit as well, and that's why I say somebody who takes it full on and runs with it on all their channels of marketing and all their channels of communication, I think it could be so so powerful um, and a very fun exercise <laughs> for you. I think it would be great. Yeah, I feel like you know you. It's important to like run with what excites you and. You know, if, if you're having fun, it, it tends to be better, <laughs> tends to be more effective. Um, I definitely, you know, write better copy when I'm having a good time. Well, that's so true. Uh, they talk about chasing your passions, but I think it's, I think you have to chase your fun. Um, and so one of that. the things, one of the things you just said there was, you know, if you're having fun and I think it's so, so true. Um, and so I hope I hope you'd continue to have fun with all that you're doing, and I really hope that somebody picks up on that idea um, and really rolls with the, the poetic nature of things. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if you had any other any other thoughts or topics that we didn't get to today that you wanted to cover off for anyone. Um. Well, I just wanted to say that I have tested, like even though it's new. Um, I had tested it a little bit. The the brand that I'm working with, it doesn't really make sense to really run with brand poetry. We, we kind of started to dabble in it. Um, but I've already seen, because we did a couple haikus in one of their emails, and it was, you know, just fun. Like, um, they're a, they're a, they sell male grooming products. And it was just like, hey, you look awesome today. Like, you know, keep up with that grooming. But it was like in the form of a couple haikus. And it performed really, really well. And so that kind of like validated the idea. And so I'm even more like excited about it now because I can see that like, you know, it, it does something. That's awesome that you've done that that end of things as well. Like 
Um, and the one thing you mentioned is male grooming products because I was watching a uh, was watching one of the Shark Tank episodes, and there were some guys that went on there and talked about male grooming products, and they're trying to get some investors. And I'll be honest, I can't remember if they did or didn't. Um, it's irrelevant, but the point there was that they then found out that humor is what spoke to their. It took them a long time to figure out how to sell male grooming products um, to their target, uh, like to their specific male, right, who's not necessarily, doesn't really care about that. But um, I think it was, they went from the aspect of manscaping, so um, that end of things. But regardless, they decided, they found, finally found that humor worked. And then that's what they really started to push with their end of of uh, of their branding. And it took them, like I said, it took them a while to figure that out. But once they figured that out, then they hammered down on it. And the thing about poetry is it's a form, it could be a form of humor, but it can also be just, like you said, it's just a way to get people engaged. And I love the fact that, you know, you, you, you've tried it with a few different emails and that seemed to work really well. And, and it, it just it sounds to me like it's something that could really take off. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing that in, in a customer email that comes out to me or, or maybe one of my customers, we can get them on board with doing something like that. Um, but regardless, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, and sounds like a lot of fun for some for yourself to really dive right into and, and take full bore. Yeah, I think um, the surprise element is is I think kind of the driving force behind it because I feel like a lot of brands are kind of saying the same things and doing the same things, and so I think it's. It's whether it's brand poetry or, or something else, you know, like having those surprise elements really delighting your customers um, with your copy and, and maybe other marketing elements, like it's very important. I, I love what you just said. Um, one of the key words that you had actually said in, in many of the emails that we exchanged, which got me excited about having you on, um, was delighting the customers um, and taking them by surprise. I mean, truth is, um, especially in e-commerce, to be honest with you, people are starting to, they want, they're scared to step outside of the norm in some ways um, because let's say something is working to them. But the truth is, um, as far as I'm concerned, most e-commerce is not working when the average, um, average, uh, conversion rate of a sale to your site is 2%. That means 98% of people that went to your website that they did not buy. Um, now, there's other ways to bring them back, and we won't get into all of that, but if there's a way, you know, for you to delight them, and if delighting them through surprise elements or, or you know, whatever is going to to help grow your business, why wouldn't you want to mm -hmm at the very least, investigate that as an option. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, to me, that's why I say um, I love delighting your customer. I think you have to create that. And like you said in the very beginning of the call, uh, create that emotional connection mm -hmm. and that human-to-human -human level. 
Um, and when you're in e-commerce, human to human is very difficult. So you have to do that through authentic writing. And, and by doing haikus and poetry in general, it puts yourself out there. Um, a company has to put themselves out there to do that. Um, and it shows that they're genuinely wanting to, to have fun with you. And they're genuinely wanting to delight you and, and those types of things. And, and so, and they're obviously being authentic to their brand and to who they are if they're doing something as, and I could say as audacious as that, uh, stepping right outside of that box. So those are my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, it's really important because no one wants to be sold to. Like, that's just how it goes. You're right. No one has ever said, like, hey, it would be really swell if I was sold to today. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't need this ice for my for my water, but convince me why I should put ice in my water. I really need you to sell me on that, please. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bad example, but yeah, you're absolutely right. that nobody wants to be sold to. Um, and, and to truth be told, there's so much of the, you know, the standards, the else practices that people have implemented in every aspect of business these days that everybody's getting inundated with sales, 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 sales. And, yeah. and people, to be honest, people are doing it wrong. Because in my opinion, if it goes back as far as um, you may or may not have ever heard of or read the book, and I've mentioned it on my show many, many times, it's Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, it, he talks about just, I mean, maybe his words aren't exact to what I'm saying right now, but he really talks about being authentic, just, you know, never criticizing people and always, you know, giving them compliments and genuine compliments as one of the things that I really believe in is what he says is, you know, don't flatter somebody because you flatter somebody, they know you're flattering them and it's just going to backfire on you. If you give them a genuine compliment, you know, which that just speaks volumes. And and that's all of the, really the start of his whole sales uh, aspect is just essentially just being genuinely who you are and listening to people and really just connecting with them. And if you can do that through... The methods that we talked about today, I think you're really off to to an absolute amazingly great start. Um, and so, again, I want to thank you for being on the show and sharing those insights with us today because they turned out to be incredibly valuable, in my opinion. Um, and I can't wait to get this, well, everyone's listening to it, but I can't wait to get this show live for everyone to listen to. I'm excited, too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Now, that all said, there's one last final question or two questions I ask at the very end of every show. One is, how can people find you or get a hold of you? And then secondly is, what are your any final words of wisdom for people? So you can find me at sabrinagaffney.com or on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, and I guess my parting words of wisdom and we've really talked a lot about it but you know just to to find ways to to make those deeper connections with your customers that there truly is 
so much value in that. There truly is, absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much, Sabrina. We'll add those links to the show notes so that people can get a hold of you. Um, and again, I want to thank you very much for your thoughts and your time. Um, it's been an amazing show, and I look forward to furthering our uh, working relationship as well. Me too. Thank you. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.